Come on, where are shoes? They reside, solid on the ground, grounded to a T, with a capital G, grounded better than you ever were. They live there, on the ground, like a snail or a worm or a shiny black beetle scuttling about, disturbed after one of your clumsy shoes dislodges a stone or something exposing damp earth and a cozy hiding place home. Scuttling about you go ungrounded flibbity-gibbet duh-uh what's my name and I'm so confused. Stepping through the shoes, a free-fall consciousness suddenly weightless and connected not with solid or permanent, but scary ride bouncing from flashy image to imagined eloquence and back again, yeah. Tripping over a stone, then watching a crawly thing crawl away from your scattered self while you forget what you were doing before the Oh yeah, through shoes. No more standing tall, no more standing at all. And look, you even lost your shoes, them being grounded and you now space-born and holy moly gone. Wonder what else you left behind when you took your little mental vacation from well everything and sunk inside a cocoon of escape monkey brain chatter in constant monologue where you address big things with the authority you deny yourself day to day and instead fuzzy sleep. So barefoot you are and now what? Take a step into that private jungle, humid and buzzing, you naked and native, loincloth clad and wiry on a journey through the overgrowth and shadow, not a highway, just an animal path, but yes, it leads to a more traveled wilderness, though by no means expansive, just less anonymous and more discernible. Your Stone Age self moves on at one with the surroundings connected to every leaf, plant, tree, and scuttling beetle, industrious column of scary ants, flying things with stingers poised, but finding no danger in your travails, you travel onward towards an unknowable other place, only aware you are that there is a destination. Before, though you alight on a clearing with a stream and a waterfall burbling, and you know, you know deep and true, this is some sacred place, the water clear and each rippling stone, at the bottom a special and treasured jewel or construct 
that you cannot touch under pain of retribution for the disrespect and blasphemy. Cautious, you enter this cathedral on edge, alert, suspicious. But you know even that reticence is forbidden. You enter here welcoming the fate, whether a tiger leaping from the edge of the meadow or a shining light from above that washes over you and imbues you with the wisdom you lacked before. The tiger slinks away into its jungle lair, a tool unused this time round. The light envelops you and you know things. You know things you never knew before, never suspected, ever lived so close, hidden under the monkey brain chittering and screeches in the trees above. A book opens a page for you. You don't know what reading is, yet you read as if schooled in an advanced university, a convent of study and learning. And you read much that now forces a coherence on what was previously only a swirling mess of life, of events, of things that happened to you, and never things that you did you only reacted, sometimes skillfully, sometimes not, sometimes dangerously close to catastrophe, never anywhere near perfect. But now, now with the narrative that explains all the nuances and the tiniest details, you inherit from the book an understanding previously hidden from you. You turn another page, and here there is a dream, clear as the water in front of you, and each magnificent stone at the bottom is another facet of what? Of some tapestry woven into your life and your place in the world, each facet a beautiful story told with grace and lived well by you by you now aware, and the monkeys in the trees are silent, the chittering gone, now only the comforting buzz of hidden insects high in the trees, a droning and hypnotic chant that draws you deeper into the book. You are digging the book, understanding it deep and true, and each chapter builds upon the story until you Turn away and begin the return journey, aware that you have taken all you can contain, like a meal ecstatic in its blend of flavors and textures when hungry and in need. But even that delicious repast must come to an end, sated and done, no more to be consumed, for there is a point beyond which it is not a sacrament, but an abuse of something blessed and special. The return through the jungle is alive and sparkling, each drop of moisture on each broad leaf reflecting rainbow spectrums and within each shadow a masterful painting of some dead artist, intricate and colorful, 
and the special path that leads this way is swallowed up behind you, overgrown quick, like if you looked behind, you'd see it happen. But you won't, because, well, because that would be a sign of disrespect, a lack of faith. Go forth, go forth. Find those shoes you left at the beginning of the animal path and put them back on, now solid and home within your head. No jungle, no hiding, no free fall, no tiger. Yes, all yours to dip into and grab, to accept the graces and blessings freely given and bound no more, and no more gravity less wandering in an insubstantial maybe haze, knowing always and always knowing your place, even if new and unknown in the consequences and unable to anticipate the next steps with your shoes, the book in hand. No monkey's chittery here, no monkey brain chatter to disrupt your clear mind grasp of now everything. A dream you never dreamed, a dream you were given, a dream you read in the middle of a fairy tale that happened of its own, all at once. And now you step on shoes, and still you dig the book and you stand grounded and solid.